You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back in powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. Brad and I are still talking about the 2024 draft and some prospects we really haven't had a chance to talk about publicly. So let's talk about Kieran Walton from Sudbury. Thoughts on him? Good, big strapping kid, like 6'5", well over 200 pounds. I don't know what they feed that kid, but he's going to be a monster when he finishes filling out. Thoughts on him as like sort of overall playing style, what you've seen from this year, what potentially could be project from him moving forward from that standpoint. So this kid for me is like the dark horse right now. This kid has so much potential. He reminds me a bit of a, I can't believe I'm saying shorter, a shorter version of Elmer Soderblom. And he's better than Soderblom at the same age. So when when you look at a kid this big, six five, from a scouting the scouting senses tingling perspective, like when we got those senses going as scouts, it's you, when you see that on paper, you think, okay, probably lacks coordination, probably a very slow skater, or has something within his mechanics that are very awkward because of his frame, right? Probably is really lacking when it comes to the handling department, or something is not there and he doesn't know how to operate, right? That that's usually how it goes when you have a kid this big, this young. Instead. You have a prospect who can already skate relatively well, gets off his center line very well, has fantastic hands, and has already learned how to make passing plays in advanced level. So there is so much there already. Uh, now, he's not getting a ton of minutes some nights, uh, especially recently. He's only after seven, eight minutes a night. He's had some difficulties. But but the raw talent and what some of the plays I've seen him make are very reminiscent of Soderblom in his draft season. And they were the exact same plays that gave me pause and go, oh, wait now. What if this kid is just beginning to fl- to to become what he might become in the future? Yeah. And and that's that's the tricky thing about scouting in general is, is this the beginning of the product, middle phase of the product, end of the product, right? Is the kid already peaked? Has he not even come close to peaking? With this kid, I think it's very very safe to assume there is a whole lot more runway to work with. And he's one of those kids when you look back in five years, he might be one of those kids you go, why wasn't he drafted way higher? Right. Uh, He is a fascinating, fascinating player. The big thing for me is when it comes to a really big toolsy kid like this, usually the ones that make it to the ones that don't, it it really comes down to their sense for the game and their obviously their commitment and a ton of other things. But the, the sense on this kid, his vision and his ability to tempo control and slow down his play when he needs to and find his trailing options and find his weak side options and end up making beautiful lateral passes in tight to net. That's all there. That's already all there. And so for me, there, there's not as much risk that's presented in this prospect that you would normally have with a player like a Soderblom or a Tage Thompson, right? Uh, I'll bring up Tage Thompson for one reason, too. Is he's kind of the opposite of Tage Thompson in the, in the sense that this kid, from a power play perspective, he doesn't have a one-time. The, the elasticity in his core, every, it, it, we, we talk about coordination. When it comes to his wheelhouse, he still has trouble operating within it for now, right? If that can come, then he's going to be extremely dangerous because he's already unbelievably dangerous and even strength with his handling, cutting to the net, playmaking. You know, that, that's another thing is you you look at a kid who's 6'5", you want them to play a certain way. Use your frame. He already protects the puck, not just with his hands, but with his frame. He one-arms players. He strongmans players off the puck. He shields with his back. So the frame is already getting used. He already drives inside. He already goes from outside to inside using his, his combination of hands and frame to cut through hands on defensemen, get to the interior of the rink. So 
Tremendous upside, and I am so interested to see where he goes in this class. I, I really think uh, for our listeners, he's one of the wild cards. Uh, maybe write his name down if you're really interested in draft stuff and 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 try to remember where he goes because he's one to really watch. I think he, he has tremendous upside. It's very, very interesting prospect, very untapped. Let's talk about Michael Misa. Thoughts on him and his season so far in Saginaw because I think it was pretty much he just picked up where he left off. And then it was you're asking yourself because last year he had 56 points and 45 games points aren't everything, but you know eight and eight and 11 games in in the playoffs. So, you know, you try not to walk into a situation with expectations because expectations like they're your expectations, right? And then the, you just got to let the player see what happens, and he plays from your perspective. You know, coming into this season and seeing what he did last year, what have you liked? Yeah, well, the the thing with this kid is he's he's not very tall, and usually with players who aren't tall, like the opposite of Kieran Walton, right, is when you have a kid who's already a bit shorter, he's going to be fully coordinated, he's already going to be growing into his frame at a higher rate, and because of that, he's going to be producing more at the level that you expect, right, the, of some of these players at the OHL level. So uh, with Misa, uh, you know, byproduct of of, of uh, Mississauga, the, the thing with him is when you look at the skating base, He's extremely impressive for his size, fleet of foot, very nimble, very coordinated and explosive. It's it's not uh, so different um, uh, than than what you see in, in a player like Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, the difference would be probably the edge work. I would say Johnny Hockey's edge work is, is a bit better at the stage in his development when you look at Johnny Hockey in his initial draft season. But Amici uses his speed to create with his playmaking. Uh and, and it's one of those situations where he gets away with a lot of perimeter stuff because he can just blow by defensemen and, and go and cut around the net area and find his options. I wouldn't mind seeing him develop uh, more of an inside game over time here, more of an east-west game at times. He's very north-south. I wouldn't mind a bit more east-west so that he can find his his trailing options uh, in, in a different way than he currently does on most shifts. Uh, but he, he's, um, he's also one of those players that I think publicly is going to get uh, ranked a little too high. Uh, just because of the uh, the speed and skill combination, where at the NHL level, when you when you talk to NHL scouts, executives, you know, it, it, they're more wary of players with this type of build. Because for every Johnny Hockey, there's ten that don't play. Heck, more than that, twenty that don't play make. Yeah. So in order for him to be um, one of those players that does, he's going to have to 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 get very comfortable taking contact. Uh, he's slippery, but he's not he's not a player that. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a player that invites contact. I think he's going to have to be one that that starts to understand that the, that has to become part of his game because when you look at him from a center position, he excels. But when he's a winger, he's had some struggles. And for me, because of his size, he has to prepare to potentially play an initial game on the wing as opposed to center. And, and that's going to be the next stage of his development. So I, I feel like a team that takes him, if they take him higher, it's going to be because they're comfortable with the idea that he can develop on the wing as opposed to center. Let's talk about Jacob Bataglia out of Kingston. Thoughts on this kid as well, six foot, physically developed already at 205 pounds. So that's there. That doesn't mean he's not going to get his man strength. Of course he is and become much more coordinated. But thoughts on him, oh, that was a nice progression from his rookie year last year to this year, you know, and he's and he's at that point of game in the OHL, which is good. I mean, depending on ice time and line mates and strength of competition, all that factors in that as well, but thoughts on him overall. 
this is this is right there with Walton for me, where it's one of the dark horses. So it, it, he's on Kings of Fraud next. He's not so different from a stylistic perspective, Jason Robertson. And now, don't get me wrong, talent-wise, is he as talented as Jason Robertson? Not, no, specifically with the shooting ability. He's not there. But the way he handles a puck, the way he protects the puck with his frame, the way he thinks the game, and, and the handling and playmaking ability, very similar. Uh, he's shorter, but not by much. He's got a good, thick frame. It, it's one of those frames, too. It reminds me a little bit of Shane of Jacob Fowler, where it's it's not muscle quality yet, right? He's gonna The kid's going to have to put work in the gym. Uh, and and you see it on the ice because when he tries to get off his center line, it's a struggle. Right? It's not it's types of Forster uh, uh, type of situation where he's very slow out of the gate. Different reason Tyson Forster had difficulty. He, his ankles, uh, he had something called ankle inversion, which which made it very difficult to push off in a straight line. Where this kid, he's just heavy set, right? So it's one of those situations where he's just going to have to get physically more fit so he can get off his center line faster and generate speed quicker. But I bring that up because once he gets out of those three four steps. His speed is fine. The A to B is fine. It's not the prettiest thing you'll ever watch, but it's fine. And when you take that in consideration, the rest is very interesting. He's very competitive. He has driving instincts. Again, he he has, plays one of those heavy download type of games. He's one of those uh, types of players that when you when you look at him, he's he's almost like a merger of Mark Stone meets Tyson Forrester meets Jason Robertson. And if he can end up in anything like those three players oh I just mentioned, then yeah. then you got something pretty interesting on your hands. He, he's the, the reason I bring up Walton and him is because when you look at the the untapped potential and you look at the upside of the physical dimension of their game. Um, uh, increases over time. If they manage to develop correctly physically, then you're left with an, a heck of a prospect. You might end up with a little bit uh, later in the draft because they're not already polished. So very, very interesting. You know, it's funny, the OHL, when we first saw it, I remember talking to Mark Edwards about this. We're like, where are the players? Like, what are we going to do here? You know, it was very early in the season. These kids are super young. And it goes back to what we talk about. You have to be very patient as a scout. Give kids their due. Let them let them cook. Let them find their games. Let them get comfortable. Let them get confident. And uh, what we're seeing now with Bataglia, Walton, are very, very intriguing prospects. The O is a lot deeper. Uh, then I think some people give it credit for. The O actually has a lot of talent this yeah. year. It's just very unique talent. Well, we're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect. Ray, we come back. We'll continue our prospect focus right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at FractalHockey.com.